Today, the candidates who want to serve you as Putnam County School Board member, State Representative in the 43rd District, Sparta Alderman, Cookville City Council, and Overton County School Board member. Welcome to Meet the Candidates from Live Rock 95.9 and News Talk 94.1. I'm Tom Duggan. Today, our series continues where you get the chance to hear from the candidates, where they stand, the issues that are important in their minds, where they want to take the Upper Cumberland moving forward. We begin today's program with Carrie Ledbetter, who is seeking a seat on the Putnam County Board of Education out of District 6. Carrie, good to have you on the program. What was it that led to your decision to run for a seat on the Board of Education? Well, for many years, I've had friends, you know, approach me and uh, say, you know, you'd be great in, uh, to run for some office someday, maybe even school board. And uh, I've always felt a calling on my life for public service. And I just started praying about where I could serve. And uh, after much prayer, I felt it was time to just, you know, step up, serve my community in this role. And uh, I feel I can be a great asset to the system. You mentioned service to your community. Carrie, how important is that to you? Well, it's very important. You know, I feel everyone should should serve their community in some form or fashion. You know, we live in a wonderful community here in Putnam County, and we have a great school system here in Putnam County. And uh, we should just step up and, and serve if we have time. I felt I'm at a point in my life now that where my children are getting older, and I feel like I have some time to give. And uh, so I feel it would be, be a great place to serve. What are some experiences in your life you feel help make you a good candidate? I feel my Christian faith uh, is is the number one thing. Uh, I, I think I will make uh, all decisions uh, on a Christian conservative basis and feel like that's that's the most important uh, thing in my life, my, my faith. And then also my, my work experience. I've gained many years of experience in management, uh, property management, <clears throat> where I've been able to deal uh, with different situations that I feel would, would be beneficial in helping the school board. Uh, sometimes I feel maybe uh, an outside perspective, not just an educational perspective, but also an outside business world perspective, will help bring a different approach to maybe some issues that are being faced. Uh, number one, such as the building of new schools, over the overcrowding situation and dealing with uh, construction projects. Over my years I, in the hospitality industry, while I managed there, I was able to participate in in many openings of hotels, from construction all the way to the opening and then running them afterwards. So I've dealt with, you know, construction projects, uh, multi-million dollar budgets, things like that, dealing with vendors or helping make decisions on, uh, you know, where, what we should do to help cut costs things like that. I think it would be really beneficial to have an outside perspective on that. You know, education experience is wonderful and great, but the school board has more decisions to deal with than just education. Uh, uh, they also have those business decisions to make. So I think that would be very helpful. Carrie Ledbetter is our guest on Meet the Candidates. He is challenging for a seat on the Putnam County Board of Education out of District 6. Carrie, you mentioned coming from a business background, taking that into consideration, how important would it be for you to have that input from teachers, from principals, those that are in our schools on a day-to-day basis? Well, obviously, anybody in the business world will tell you that the best folks and the best information always comes from members of your team. And, and being a member of the school board, uh, you know, it's very important what other members of the school board uh, the experiences, I know there's many members there now and, and some that are that are getting elected that have that educational experience. So obviously that is very important. Uh, a good part of being a good leader is listening to the folks around you. And so we should listen to parents. We should listen to the teachers. And that's, that's the most important thing. It's not about what Carrie Ledbetter wants, but it's about what's best for our teachers and what's best for our community. And uh, that's the that's the way I'll make my decisions if elected. How much impact do you see the growth in Putnam County as a whole having an impact on our local schools? 
Well, Putnam County is definitely growing. You know, we are one of the best places in the state as far as, as moving to. I see in the next 10 to 15, 20 years that Putnam County will experience tremendous growth. And we need to make plans for that. We need to be setting aside the monies and making the plans to move forward so that we build good quality schools uh, to support that growth. And by building good schools and having a good education system, that in turn, of course, brings even more economic opportunities. Uh, that's what they're, the businesses are looking for when they're moving to areas. Uh, if, is there a good school system in place? That's what I help. I hope to help with and, and, and pledge to uh, focus on uh, if elected to the board. Kerry Ledbetter, during this campaign, what are some things you've learned and uh, maybe some feedback you've gotten from voters? Well, the, uh, the, the things that I've heard the most, uh, in fact, it's probably teacher retention. I've heard a lot about that recently. And, of course, of the recent things that happened with our governor, you know, I just want to say that I support our teachers wholeheartedly. Our teachers are wonderful, and I think Putnam County has some of the best, some of those of course, I grew up in the Putnam County school system, and some of those teachers that that uh, I had while I was in school, while well, they're still teaching me today, and I'm so thankful for that because they were wonderful people. And, and you know, you learned a lot of life lessons, not only the basic education, but life lessons. But I think that's uh, very important going ahead that, that we take care of our teachers. Uh, that's what I've heard so much about here recently, even – uh, I had an experience where uh, just a, a very short-term teacher, they had aspired to be a teacher all of their life, graduated college, became a teacher, taught a few years in our system, and uh, because of the pay and because of the stress and because of different things being asked of them that teachers face these days, uh, we're losing good people uh, to other fields that may pay more or may have less stress things like that. But we need to figure out a way to help pay more without breaking the budget and taking care of our individuals. Our teachers are professionals, and they deserve to be taken care of and treated uh, the way they should be. Carrie, as we wrap up here, what would the voters in the 6th District be getting in Carrie Ledbetter as their school board representative? They would be getting a person who cares tremendously about Putnam County and about uh, our area and about our school system. I still have, well, I have five children. Two of them have already graduated from our school system, but I still have three children inside our school system. So it's very important to me uh, what our schools are teaching, how our school systems are being ran, and uh, they would be getting a person who cares very much about this community and will stand uh, for the right values of what our children are being taught and um, how our buildings are being built and how they're being maintained and cared for. Uh, they would just be getting a, an individual that cares a whole lot and that will listen uh, to their concerns. Carrie Ledbetter has been our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, Carrie's name will appear on the ballot for Putnam County School Board Representative out of District 6. Next up on the program is Kevin Maynard. Kevin is seeking a seat on the Putnam County Board of Education out of District 6. Kevin, it's good to have you on the program today. What led to your decision to want to run for the Putnam County Board of Education? Uh, thank you for having me today. So, uh, you know, one of the primary reasons I guess I wanted to run is uh, I am a retired employee of the uh, Putnam County School System. I uh, spent 30 years working for them, retired in June of 2021, always been interested in education, uh, obviously since I, I chose a career in it, and uh, I'm at the point in my life where I want to give back and do so in a meaningful way, and I feel like my experience and expertise that uh, would lend itself to being a, a, a productive and hopefully good school board member. Having that time working in the education system what do you feel like in terms of insight that really gives you that you feel like is valuable as you do seek this position? So, you know, it, 
being both a teacher and an administrator in the school system, it's given me a really uh, a good understanding of the budgeting process, both how that works from inside the school system, uh, the the uh, the budgeting and expenditure sides, also the uh, the curriculum and, and how the curriculum plays a uh, a key part in, in what the school system is trying to accomplish, along with all of the federal and state mandates that the schools have to follow. Uh, there, there are lots of those that really uh, dictate uh, what schools can and cannot do. Uh, so I've, I've had a lot of experience with that, and I feel like that gives me a lot of insight there. How essential is it for the Board of Education to work basically, I would say, hand-in-hand with your Putnam County Commission? Well, I, that, that is critical, and, uh, you know, I have experience. From that end as well, I've previously been elected three times and served on the county commission. And uh, so I've seen it from that side, uh, and they are the funding body. Uh, and then I've, I've seen it from the school side as well as an employee. So I think uh, working, uh, maintaining transparency and working closely with the county commission is critical if you want to uh, move our uh, school system and our community forward. Seeing all the growth in Putnam County, Kevin, how has that affected, in your mind, what's going on within the Putnam County school system? Right. So one of the things that the school system is continually having to do is to uh, plan uh, plan for the future, uh, plan for growth uh, in terms of facilities, in terms of uh, employees, in terms of uh, what type of new mandates are coming down from the federal government, state government as well. But uh, specifically, uh, most people would recognize that as we continue to grow and add student numbers, that usually leads to the school system needing additional uh, facilities. And so that, that is a, a critical component of what the school board has to do in that planning stage and then being very transparent and communicating in a timely manner with the funding body, which is the county commission. Kevin Maynard is our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, he is challenging for a seat on the Putnam County Board of Education out of District 6. You talk about transparency. We hear that word a lot in uh, campaigns nowadays. How important is that transparency and communication with the public as, as well as with each of the governing bodies that you have to work with? How very important do you feel that is? Well, it, it is a, it's a key piece of... Uh, you know, the Putnam County school system and, and all public school systems are unique in that they rely on the, the public support uh, in order to uh, function and in, in order to achieve their goals. So by being, we need to be very transparent with the public in order to uh, build and, uh, and grow trust in our school system. I think we have an excellent school system here, uh, but we can only achieve our goals that we set if we have the support of the community. So we have to be transparent with them. We have to let them know what we're doing. We have to let them know why we're doing it uh, and, and also seek their input on things uh, where we can so that they feel like that they have a say in uh, the matter as well. Kevin, what do you see as some of the biggest obstacles maybe the Putnam County school system is facing right now? Well, you know, uh, Continually managing and planning for growth uh, is, is, is something that we, is an obstacle, obviously, just because of the need of building new schools and the, and the cost associated with that. It's not only the cost of building the schools, but then you have increased operational cost as well when you, anytime you open a new facility. Uh, and then uh, on the academic side, you know, the state sets uh, – benchmarks, accountability benchmarks that our school system has to meet every year. And we have to continue to keep our eye on that and plan to, to meet those benchmarks because we don't want to ever get into a point to where uh, we start to lose control of our system uh, to the state. Uh, you know, I believe that uh, decisions are, are most effective and best made at the local level. And so we want to make sure we can maintain that local control by meeting those state benchmarks. And then probably the same issue that most uh, employers are dealing with right now would be just recruiting and uh, retaining talented employees. I think that's, that's a huge issue, uh, not only in public schools, but everywhere at this point. 
Kevin Maynard, during this campaign, as you've met with and spoken with local voters, what are you hearing from them? What are they concerned about? Well, people are always concerned with they want to make sure that their uh, their children or uh, are getting a good education. They want to make sure that we are we're teaching the basics and teaching them well. They want to make sure that we're not trying to push any type of agenda that doesn't align with our community standards and values. And uh, you know, we I feel like that we are doing all of those things that they want us to do. Uh, we can always improve, and and I, and I feel like that we will. And, and I also feel like that we have been very good about keeping uh, those agendas out of our school system that people will probably find offensive or would find don't align with our community values. If you're elected to the Putnam County Board of Education, what will the voters in the 6th District be getting in Kevin Maynard as their representative? So what they'll be getting is someone who has experience uh, working on the county commission, uh, someone who has 30 years of experience as a teacher and an administrator working in our Putnam County school system, someone who grew up here and went through our Putnam County school system and then went ahead and got his uh, you know, uh, advanced educations from Tennessee Tech. Uh, they'll have someone who will be independent, who will not be pushing any type of party platform or hidden agendas. They'll have someone who will make decisions that are in the best interest and that are aligned with the values of our community. Kevin Maynard has been our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, he is seeking a seat on the Putnam County Board of Education in District 6. If you are going to court, you need the very best. You need a specialist with proven experience and results to get you justice. Cookville attorney Henry Fincher is who you need. He's a Harvard Law School graduate. He's recognized as a national super lawyer. Henry Fincher is a certified specialist in civil trial, elder law, and family law. No other attorney in Tennessee has more certified specialties. Don't trust your case to just any lawyer. Hire the best. Hire Henry Fincher. One storm could change your landscape. Don't let that happen. Call Putnam County Tree Service to get the trees trimmed, dead branches removed, stumps ground. All it takes is one strong wind to damage your home. Putnam County Tree Service can help with the heavy branches to keep your trees healthy and strong. Call 528-3828. 528-3828 to protect your home, your landscape, your family. Putnam County Tree Service. Make the call this week. Up next on our program is Bobby Robinson. Now, Bobby is challenging for the Office of State Representative out of the 43rd District. Bobby, it's good to have you with us. For the folks that may not know, what uh, area does the state representative in the 43rd District serve? Yes, sir. Uh, it covers all of White County and all of Warren County. Yeah, that's the 43rd District now that they have redistricted the area. Uh, it's all of White and all of Warren. Bobby, what was it that led to your decision to run for state representative? Well, um, been in business 34-plus uh, years and uh, just uh, want to help our schools and, uh, you know, uh, the workforce and everything in our area. Uh, just um, been a scout leader for 20-plus years, and uh, there's just a need there for uh the government, you know, on a state level to help the local level a little better and just want to be that guy to, you know, to get those two together and, and do the best we can for our community. You kind of touched on this a bit, but have there been any particular issues of note that, that have also helped to influence your decision to run? Uh, yes, um, I've, I've been helping with a vocational school for 12 years or so, and uh, we need to get our kids better better ready for the workforce, you know, in our area, uh, and I think we could do a little better job. I think the school system's doing, you know, great for what they've got to work with, but I want to do a little better and, uh, you know, make it better and make the kids more ready for our workforce, you know, in our area, the ones that are not college-bound. We still need those plumbers, electricians, carpenters, welders, all those guys and ladies, you know, uh, we need to we need to make sure we give them a direction and a way they can earn a living. 
Bobby, with your insight on business, having been in business for many years and, and education as well, how does that benefit you, you think, as a candidate? And how would that benefit you as a state representative? Well, uh, you know, being in business, we know the struggles of, you know, of what it takes to make a payroll and a budget and all that. And we've done work-based learning with the kids at, through the vocational school also. And, uh, you know, so we have a good, uh, a good thumb on what, what's going on in our community and what we'd like to change, uh, to make it better for the kids. Uh, like I say, we just need to get our kids better prepared for life you know, for the workforce. And, uh, you know, the years in business and the years as a scout leader and stuff, if, if give me, you know, a good idea of where our kids are at, you know, at the moment in their life and, and in our community, and I just want to do whatever I can to help them go forward. Stepping outside of education for a minute, what are some areas that you see in state government, Bobby, that you feel really need some addressing from from the state government moving forward? Well, uh, you know, uh, as far as the state government, they need to work closer with, you know, the local governments because, you know, the 43rd district, that's, that's where we live. And I want to see them be a little more proactive to help our communities. Uh, of course, the state is in good shape, you know, financially and stuff. Uh, but, uh, we need more help and more money, more tax dollars back. Uh, from the state level back to our local governments, and uh, I'd like to see more of that and more, you know, hands-on working from from the state level to the local level. Bobby Robinson is our guest on Meet the Candidates. He is seeking election to state representative out of the 43rd District. Bobby, when it comes to things like industry and things like that in your area, do you think enough is being done to, to kind of help that area grow in that regard? Uh, you know, we have, uh, you know, the local government, which, uh, has done a pretty good job trying to recruit industry, but, and this will kind of go back to education again. If we don't have kids, uh, or young, young men and women ready for the workforce, you know, they go somewhere else where they can get the jobs filled. You know, uh, we need to do more to have our community ready to fill those jobs if they come here. Uh, so I, I know I keep touching on education, but jobs and education go together. Uh, so uh, we could do a little better job getting, you know, getting ready for the industry and make make it more appealing for, you know, the companies that, that are seeking, you know, to go out in these rural communities. From an infrastructure perspective statewide, do you feel like enough is being done across the state, or do you feel like more could be done in that regard? As far as infrastructure, uh, I think more could be done getting broadband, you know, out to some more of these rural communities. Um, you know, there, there's always, there's always room for improvement. Now, uh, we're, we're blessed to live in Tennessee, uh, and blessed to live in the communities that we live in because, you know, the government we've got have, have done a pretty good job, but, uh, but there's more that could be done to help the rural communities out as far as from the state level down. Uh, getting broadband and, you know, water, clean water to some of these rural communities. Uh, so there's always room for improvement. When you speak up broadband and, again, going back to these rural areas, how important do you feel that is to, to get more access in today's technological age? Oh, I think it's imperative. We have to do it. Uh, that way, you know, the kids that, uh, you know, live out in these communities uh, can get their lessons and, and learn, you know, if they don't go to a school situation, you know, they can, they can learn more at home and, and it's easier for them to do their homework when they have access to that. So I, I think it's very important. Bobby Robinson, what are maybe a couple of the biggest things that you've learned during the course of this campaign? Well, uh, there's great people in 43rd district. Um, we've been out beating the bushes and, uh, they're uh, they're ready for some change, and and that's what I want to, and that's why I'm willing to willing and wanting to do this. Um, there there's great people in our district, uh, and heard a lot from them. Uh, schools are, are the number one topic we hear from. You know the voters, uh, they want better schools um, and more jobs, but school seems to be the number one topic with them.
If you're elected state representative, Bobby Robinson, what will the voters be getting in you as their state representative in the 43rd district? Well, uh, I'm I'm just a working man. Uh, we've worked real hard. Me and my wife's been blessed. Uh, you'll be getting a hard-working man uh, that don't back up from hard work. Uh, I never have, never will, and I'll do everything I can to make the 43rd district a better place to live through schools, jobs, whatever whatever's available for us. I'll work hard to make sure it happens for us. I humbly ask you for your vote on August the 4th. And thank you very much. Bobby Robinson has been our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, he is seeking the seat in the 43rd District for State Representative. Next up on the program is Mr. Robert Officer. Now, Robert is seeking re-election to the Sparta City Council in the upcoming August election. Robert, it's good to have you on the program. What made you want to get involved with the Sparta City Council when you originally ran? Well, my father was a... Uh, uh, more or less a, a public servant. I was kind of brought into uh, politics, I guess. Uh, my dad was the school board chairman for many years. He's county executive. So uh, after he passed, I had graduated college and just really felt a disconnect you know, with my hometown. And uh, I saw this as a way of, of hopefully giving back to Sparta, which has given a lot to me over the years. And uh, you know, I just wanted to try to make our town better. What were some issues at that time that you noticed going on within the city of Sparta that, that you felt like needed to be addressed? Well, being involved in community service, you know, I felt like that our parks and rec needed some improvement at that time. And, uh, uh, you know, we also had some issues with our, our sewer system and, and just, you know, different things. It, it wasn't that our city was in, in bad repairs. Just I saw some things that uh, I felt like could be improved, and I just wanted to be a part of that. What are some things now, as you have sat on the council for a bit of time now, that you see that you feel like the city of Sparta still needs to address moving forward? Well, we've made great progress. Personally, for me, we love our community, we love our kids, and our our community college that we have in Sparta is is Motlow. It's a small building, but I would love for our our city to become more involved with it and partner up with our uh, our community partners and uh, hopefully grow that. Uh, we have to have an educated workforce for our community, and and that's one thing that I would love to see uh, us improve upon and, and grow so that we can have a more educated workforce. We're unique in that, yes, we have other college options and technical schools around the area, but you know, some of our folks are just not going to travel to, to do that. And if it's, if it's in our town, they're going to they're do that. I would also love for us to continue our uh, improvements on our electric system with regards to uh, you know, LED lighting, uh, which would save us money in the long run. Uh, I would like to see our, our fire department uh, maybe get a few more employees so that they can better serve the, the community. We've got to be conservative with our funds, and we always have been, and, and our funds right now are, are, are doing quite well. We've, we've struggled in times past with uh, having uh, you know the great recession that we went through with COVID, but we're at the end of those things, and our, our finances are, are quite well, and uh, we just want to make sure that uh, our citizens get the best bang for the buck. Robert Officer, if you're reelected to the Sparta City Council, what will the voters be getting in you as their ongoing city councilman? Hopefully the, the expertise and the, uh, the knowledge that I've gained over the years. There's always stumbles that we're going to face but i think that uh, the way our city is has been run the prosperity that we're seeing now with with new restaurants coming into town with our new tractor supply coming in we're on a cycle to repave our streets every eight years not having to have a tax increase but one time since i've been on the board just a continuation of, of, of being conservative with our money. We're not going to, we're not in favor of raising taxes. Uh, we've only had to do that one time. And, and, you know, with me, 
you know, I, I hope they, they know that they can come to me with anything that they have and that I'll listen and I will do whatever I can that's in the best interest of everybody involved, not just one or two. Our guest has been Robert Officer, and again, Robert is seeking re-election to the Sparta City Council in the upcoming August general election. Next up on our program is Mr. Hoyt Jones. Now, Hoyt is seeking re-election to the Sparta City Council as alderman. Hoyt, good to have you on the program today. What initially led to your decision to want to get involved with the Sparta City Council? Well, I've been an alderman for several years, and, uh, you know, I love my hometown. I was born and raised here. I want to see the best thing happen for our little community, and this is where people that lives here loves the little city, and, you know, I want to make sure it's improved. Hoyt, what are some things that you've seen in the area of improvement during your time on the city council, some strides that the community has made? Well, in the past, we as a board always try to match expense with income. And we've been able for many years to not to increase property tax. And under the current administration, we've started paving our streets. From the money we've received and the increase of sales tax of 50, 50 cents that the citizens approved by, by referendum. Also, this will help us build new sidewalks. We continue to improve our parks and walking trails. Soon we will light the walking bridge across the Capkiller River. We're working on bringing visitors to the Sparta. We have a train caboose at the old city cemetery that we're going to rebuild steps to and uh, let visitors come and view the pretty views in Sparta. The big thing that I like to see happen in the future, we have a wonderful museum, White County Museum in the city of Sparta. And they have run completely out of room. And I'd love to see the city and the county go together and find a bigger building because they need more space. They have to turn down people's donations because they just don't have room for it. So I'd love to see that to happen. And plus, we just purchased some land next to our Carter Street Park. And maybe someday in the near future, maybe within the next four years, we can have a little water park there for the kids to play and have fun. So I'm just looking forward for the city to improve, look better, and attract more people to come and visit our city and even move here. Hoyt Jones is our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, he is seeking re-election as Sparta City Alderman. Hoyt, when you talk to local voters, what are some, some of the concerns that they share with you? Well, most of them are pretty happy with what's you know, what's going on, especially with no increase in property taxes. They are really excited about us getting all the streets repaved. We started with the worst ones, and uh, we've come a long way in the last year or so. They're happy about that. We try to maintain good relationships with our community. People call me a lot of times if they got a concern, and I direct them where they need to go to and try to help them resolve their problems if they have one. Try to be good neighbors. Hoyt, if you're reelected to the Sparta City Council as alderman, what will the people of Sparta be getting in you as their continued alderman? Well, I'm conservative, and I want to spend their money like it's my own, and I think they appreciate that. I was a banker here in Sparta for 37 years, and I know when we're going too far with spending the money, and I know when we need to back up a little bit. And I don't mind telling our board that's that's what we need to do, and we watch our money very close. Hoyt Jones has been our guest to meet the candidates. Again, he is seeking re-election as Sparta Alderman in the upcoming August election. If you are going to court, you need the very best. You need a specialist with proven experience and results to get you justice. Cookville attorney Henry Fincher is who you need. He's a Harvard Law School graduate. He's recognized as a national super lawyer. Henry Fincher is a certified specialist in civil trial, elder law, and family law. No other attorney in Tennessee has more certified specialties. Don't trust your case to just any lawyer. Hire the best. Hire Henry Fincher. One storm could change your landscape. Don't let that happen. Call Putnam County Tree Service to get the trees trimmed, dead branches removed, stumps ground. All it takes is one strong wind to damage your home. 
Putnam County Tree Service can help with the heavy branches to keep your trees healthy and strong. Call 528-3828, 528-3828 to protect your home, your landscape, your family. Putnam County Tree Service, make the call this week. Our conversations continue with the candidates who want to represent you on the Cookville City Council come August. One of those is incumbent Lauren Wheaton, who joins us on Meet the Candidates. Lauren, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. What was the biggest learning curve for you in uh, taking this role on the city council? Well, for one, I was, you know, I've never been a politician. uh, So just learning how our city government works, that was definitely a big learning curve. uh, One that I think that I've gotten a lot of experience in over the past four years. I think another thing I learned was how well our city government works within itself. Each department head, how they run their department, how they prioritize what they need for a budget. And then that all comes together and and has done so beautifully for the past four years is something else I learned that everybody really does a wonderful job of taking care of themselves, but then also working together to make sure that every goal that we accomplish or every goal that we set forth is one that's going to make Cookville better altogether. Each one of those department heads, whether it's the police department, whether it's the public works department, they communicate with the council what the needs are, and then you're trying to prioritize those among the different departments. Correct. And they do a great job of letting us know, hey, these are the things that we're looking for in the future. We know, you know, we've done a great job so far. We know supply is an issue right now. So we're going ahead and trying to get trucks, trying to get pipeline, trying to get transformers that we know we're going to need, but we know it's going to be an issue getting them. So we're budgeting for them and trying to purchase them now, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, they come to us and say, hey, this is a project we have going on. We see that we've got a need to increase our water capacity or our gas capacity. And so they come to us and we know those are certain things that are important to us, especially with planning for the strategic growth that Cookville is experiencing. And so we can prioritize those issues. But it's it's very relatable um, for me being in healthcare. I am, you know, I'm a nurse practitioner, but I'm not a specialist. So if I was going to go perform, you know, craniotomy, I, I'm going to go talk to the neurosurgeon because they're the expert in that field. And that's what each department does. They are an expert in their field. And they have, we, you know, we have such great trust and we know they have such great knowledge in what they do. When they come to us and say, hey, we need something, we say, you know what, we know you've done your work. We know this is something you need. How can we help? One of the areas that you have tried to prioritize as a council is making sure that the city has the best employees. Why was that important to you to look at raises, uh, to look at uh, cost of living increases, to look at how you deal with things like insurance and other benefits? Right. That was so important to us. And when we started doing an analysis of what we were paying our city employees, we realized we were way behind on what they what they were getting and on top of that, I want to make sure that people who work for the city of Cookville know that they are valued, they are appreciated. They are doing some hard work out there. And when they are, they're representing the face of Cookville. They're representing our city. And we realized that we were not only not able to recruit new people, we had jobs we weren't able to fill. We weren't even able to retain the ones that we had. And so we took a step and said, this is something we need to do. And I will have to give credit to James Mills. He, This is something he always had on the top of his priority. And we found ways to give raises. Not only during COVID, when other cities were shutting down, we were able to give our city employees raises, but now we've been able to give one of the biggest employee raises ever, and it's sustainable. It's not something that we're going to have to increase taxes for. It's not something that we are going to do once and then take away. We have been able to take our budget, make paying our city employees a priority, and make it sustainable so that it can continue on. The one thing I'm really proud of, too, is we were able to increase the pay for our police and fire Those are two areas that we desperately needed to raise the pay. Those guys are out there on the front lines, you know, front lines, risking their life every day. And so we were able to significantly increase their pay and hopefully get some really good guys to come in and to keep the ones that are already committed to our city. Because those are two areas, especially all of them are important. But as the city grows, you're going to have more need for firefighters and police kind of on the front lines of that growth. Exactly. And being a former emergency room nurse, I have a special, uh, a special, you know, affinity for police and fire because those were the guys, you know, those are the departments that were coming in and bringing the patients into me. So I, I feel like I really, you know, have a better understanding of what they go through and what they experience. 
And we want to we want to make sure that anyone who invests in the city of Cookville by with their time, with their energy, um, that we're paying them well. And and we did realize police and fire were two areas we really needed to to increase that pay, and we were able to do it. Lauren Wheaton is our guest. As it relates to growth, Lauren, what are the things that you see over the horizon that are things the city of Cookville is going to have to tackle as we grow? I mean, yes, we are definitely growing. Um, and I think the thing that I want to focus on the most is strategic growth, right? We don't want to make sure this is growth that just goes unchecked, that just takes over everything. So we are looking ahead to areas that are coming through. For instance, um, with, um, you know, infrastructure projects, we are making sure that we have got road completion, you know, road widening projects moving ahead as fast as we can. Sometimes we can't, unfortunately, because some of those, you know, roads are state highways. So we have to wait for them to come in and finish the, finish the project. But we go ahead and make sure everything we have, we can do everything on the front end so that when they come in, it's ready to go. We realize, like I said, with our water capacity, we have an opportunity to increase our water capacity. So we're going ahead and doing that. We had an opportunity, um, maybe last year, for our gas capacity, we had an opportunity to increase that. So we went ahead and did that. So all these things, we're looking ahead. And that's, that's a attitude that I've always had. Again, I relate healthcare a lot to, to what I do in city council because that's my background and what I've done my whole life. And that it does apply to city council. But I've always had a proactive mindset. You want to look ahead and you want to prevent a problem from becoming a problem. So we are very good at looking ahead to the areas that we see and increase to the areas we want to grow, such as, you know, high-paying quality jobs. We want to make sure we're recruiting those industries that are going to pay pay their employees a good wage where they can support their family. They can stay here. They can buy a house here. They can turn around and invest here. So those are all areas that are very important to me in the strategic growth that Cookville is experiencing. As you have talked to voters, as you have visited with voters, what are the issues that are on their mind at this election point? One of the issues, I think, is they want to make sure that, you know, who's going to be on city council is going to represent them and going to listen to them. And these past four years, I, I strongly believe that I've done that. I have taken the time to address issues that have been controversial or have been difficult. I've taken the time to listen to people when they, when they you know, need to talk or have that discussion. I think Cookville, you know, I think they're also looking for experience. Uh, I believe that that is something um, very important that I bring to the table, having been on city council these past four years. They're looking for someone to lead this city, and I'm ready to do that, ready to step up to that position for sure. How is the experience beneficial to voters? What, what do they get from you having had four years of experience? I mean, right there, you know, the experience, I now have a really good understanding of how city government works, how things get done, how we can make the process better, how we can make the process more efficient. And I've been a part already of the things that we've accomplished or we've started. We just recently finished, you know, the brand new police station. We're working on road riding projects. We were able to do the um, infrastructure tax where we tax, you know, an increase for an infrastructure project where we created a pay-as-you-go fund for transportation, sidewalk issues that come up, and we can go ahead and pay right there. I think it also helps for continuity. I've been on here four years. I've seen what we've done. I've seen what we can do, and I've been a part of it, and I want to continue that work in the next four years. If someone goes to the, uh, uh, to the ballot box and, and puts your name on their ballot, what are they getting? They're getting a mom, they're getting a wife, they're getting a nurse practitioner, they're getting someone who has made Cookville their home. You know, I'm not from Cookville originally, but my husband is, his family is. You know, his job is here with Farm Bureau. My job is here with Paris Hospice. My kids go to school here. We own a small business. We, you know, bought a home. This is where we put down roots. So you're getting someone who I feel like I'm still in the early phases of raising my family. So you're getting someone who's going to be invested in Cookville for a long time. And you're getting someone who feels like they have the obligation and the responsibility to make sure that Cookville continues on the path of success where I've already been on. You know, at the end of the day, you're getting a caretaker for your community. And that's what I feel like I've done these past four years. And and I really want to do it another four. Lauren Wheaton is one of the candidates for Cookville City Council as we head to the polls in August. 
If you are going to court, you need the very best. You need a specialist with proven experience and results to get you justice. Cookville attorney Henry Fincher is who you need. He's a Harvard Law School graduate. He's recognized as a national super lawyer. Henry Fincher is a certified specialist in civil trial, elder law, and family law. No other attorney in Tennessee has more certified specialties. Don't trust your case to just any lawyer. Hire the best. Hire Henry Fincher. One storm could change your landscape. Don't let that happen. Call Putnam County Tree Service to get the trees trimmed, dead branches removed, stumps ground. All it takes is one strong wind to damage your home. Putnam County Tree Service can help with the heavy branches to keep your trees healthy and strong. Call 528-3828. 528-3828 to protect your home, your landscape, your family. Putnam County Tree Service. Make the call this week. Taylor Thompson is our next guest on Meet the Candidates. Taylor is challenging for a seat on the Overton County Board of Education out of District 5. Taylor, it's good to have you on the program today. What led to that decision to run for the school board in Overton County? Well, thank you, Tom, for this opportunity to speak. I do want to first say I wish the best of luck to everyone on the ballot this election year. But um, what has has led the desire for me to run for the board um, member seat is I have always said the best way to invest in oneself is through education. And I want to encourage, empower, and invest in our children and provide them with the best resources they need to become successful in their careers and their futures. My grandfather, Jerry Glasscock, was on the board for several years in my years of primary, and I saw the emotional and financial investment he put into the school system, which ultimately planted a seed for me to want to run eventually. And here I have found myself in a place to where I can finally run to be a board member for Overton County. Taylor, what do you feel like are your best qualifications or experiences that do help make you a good candidate for this position? So I am a corporate accountant for Vanderbilt University Medical Center. I have my master's in accountancy with seven years of corporate experience, five years being in corporate health care, and two years being in public and corporate tax. So I do bring that business accounting financial views perspective that I believe would be utilized in this seat. Taylor, what do you feel like are some of the biggest issues facing Overton County schools right now? Well, um, two specific points that popped in my mind immediately are safety, of course, and teacher incentives. Um, Due to the tragic events that are occurring throughout our nation, I have researched or come up with four to five ideas regarding security within our schools. Uh, I have not yet reviewed the policies and procedures that are currently in place, however, but I do plan soon in order to confirm that these ideas are not yet in place. I also plan to speak with the current board members about these ideas and the legalities and costs if we decide to pursue these options. And regarding teacher incentives, I hope to find ways to maintain teacher retention and reduce burnout. Like the healthcare system, the education system is also experiencing record resignations. Our teachers do not receive enough praise for their patience, their talent, and their hard work. I hope to implement as many programs as possible to make sure our teachers know how much they are appreciated. Taylor, during your campaign, what are some things that you have learned throughout the campaign, and in particular when you're speaking with local voters? I now have a new profound appreciation for those who go door-to-door because that alone, it takes so much work, so much time and effort to go door knocking. And I'm going to sit here and apologize right now for those individuals, those voters who I may not get to before the day of election. But um, I have learned their concerns are similarly in line with mine. And some new ones that I have, that has been brought to my attention that I plan to diligently pursue Taylor Thompson has been our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, Taylor is challenging for a seat on the Overton County Board of Education out of District 5. (music) 
If you are going to court, you need the very best. You need a specialist with proven experience and results to get you justice. Cookville attorney Henry Fincher is who you need. He's a Harvard Law School graduate. He's recognized as a national super lawyer. Henry Fincher is a certified specialist in civil trial, elder law, and family law. No other attorney in Tennessee has more certified specialties. Don't trust your case to just any lawyer. Hire the best. Hire Henry Fincher. One storm could change your landscape. Don't let that happen. Call Putnam County Tree Service to get the trees trimmed, dead branches removed, stumps ground. All it takes is one strong wind to damage your home. Putnam County Tree Service can help with the heavy branches to keep your trees healthy and strong. Call 528-3828. 528-3828 to protect your home, your landscape, your family. Putnam County Tree Service. Make the call this week. Early voting throughout the state of Tennessee is now underway for the upcoming August general and state primary elections. Early voting will run through Saturday, July 30th, with the regular election day coming up on Thursday, August 4th. Among Upper Cumberland counties, early voting hours are as follows. In Clay County, early voting is Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. until 4 p.m. and Saturday from 9 a.m. until noon. Jackson County, early voting hours are Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, 8 a.m. until 4 p.m., Wednesday and Saturday from 8 a.m. until noon. That's in Jackson County. In Overton County, early voting hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. until 5 p.m., Saturday, 8 a.m. until noon. In Pickett County, early voting hours are Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. until 4 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. until noon. In Putnam County, early voting hours are Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, 8 a.m. until 5 p.m., Thursday from 8 a.m. until 7 p.m., and Saturday from 9 a.m. until 1 p.m. In Van Buren County, early voting hours are Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. until noon, and in White County, early voting hours are Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 8 a.m. until 4 p.m., Tuesday and Thursday from 10 a.m. until 6 p.m., and Saturday from 9 a.m. until noon. And again, early voting will run through Saturday, July 30th. Check with your local county's election commission office for early voting locations. That's today's Meet the Candidates. If you missed any part of today's show, be sure to visit News Talk 94.1 online for the on-demand audio. Our producer is Jake Wallman. Thank you for joining us for Meet the Candidates. I'm Tom Duggan.